full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven I said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. Yeah. I created you. <laughs> All right. Happy Monday. Monday morning. I love Monday morning podcast. It gets the week kicked off on the right foot here. Welcome to the People at Your Service podcast, known as Pays or P-A-Y-S, where we're honored to introduce you, the audience, to an awesome person of service. I'm your host, Steve King. I founded our company, People at Your Service, in 2016. I'm 53 years old. I've been blessed over those years to meet some incredible people of service and excited each episode to share one of them with you, our audience. Uh, each episode, we're joined live and in person at our global headquarters of People at Your Service here in Norwood, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati, from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Studio in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge. And Corey, in my life, um, uh, grandmas have been just incredible people of service. Uh, Peg as uh, grandma to my kids, and my mom as grandma to my kids, and then certainly my grandmothers. And so I'm always grateful for you and others making the trek in this virtual world to actually come and be in person and be on Grandma's Comfy Couch. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. And it's a comfy couch. It is a comfy couch. It yes, a, good name. a comfy love, a comfy love seat, but a comfy couch here. We'll call it so. And and of course, we talked about we're we're contemporaries. I've got a few years on you, but we're we're kind of contemporaries. But as we commit to the listener that like the old Domino's pizza delivery guarantee, we really work hard to deliver a fresh hot episode in thirty minutes or less. What do you think? What do you think? Can we do that? We can totally do it. You, you and I can talk for a long time. So, so as we talked about off air, six segments, right? We'll do an intro. We'll do a personal service. We'll do some speed dating questions, getting to know you, you and 22, uh, as we kind of go into the second half of 2022, you got a lot going on in your life and uh, we'll, then we'll roll the dice and we'll do our podcast goodbyes here. So, so let me, uh, stop talking and yield the microphone to you to introduce yourself to our audience. Well, thank you. Thank you, Steve, for having me on the podcast and to share some of my story with your audience. I appreciate it greatly. Absolutely. Yeah, as I'm Corey Carlson, and I'm a husband of 23 years, yes. a father of three kids. Yes. Actually, here in a couple weeks, I will be taking my oldest to college. I saw that. So, I saw something. South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. yeah. So I'll be crying like a baby in about two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> uh, my oldest, well, I mean, all my kids are amazing, but my oldest is, is just fun, and fun to have her around, so we'll definitely you know, miss not having her in the house, but also at the same time, it's so exciting to see this new chapter. I mean, yeah. just this past weekend, she went down to Lexington where her roommate lives and just hearing stories already and seeing this independence and seeing mm. really did, did our parenting pay off? Yes. <laughs> She's yes. making good choices. Now it's the true test. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I have three kids. Oldest one is, is 18 going to college. My next daughter's 14. She's going to be a, a freshman in high school. And then we have a wow. nine-year-old boy about to be 10. Yeah. So 18, 14, and almost 10. So those are my three kids. Yeah. 
and it's it's just been a, a fun ride as far as who I am from a work standpoint. I was a corporate guy. Yeah. I was a corporate guy for about 20 years and then hired an executive coach. It changed my life. I know it sounds like an extreme deal, but it I mean, it did. Well, one, I'm doing that now for a living, <laughs> but also to change my life because it made me a better father, husband, leader. And then when I started using those same tools, principles on others, and they got better, I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to do this, not just for the 30 people I led. Yeah. I was, my last corporate job, I was president of sales for national contractor. Right. And so when I saw these 30 individuals get better, I was like, I'm going to go help not just these 30, but 300, 3,000, 30,000, 3 million, whatever, whatever the Lord has for me. So that's what I've been doing, left corporate America, and now I do executive coaching, I speak, write. I've written two books, and then I also have a podcast called Went Home First. Yeah. So that, that went from corporate to now really just trying to help leaders yeah. win at work and win at home. And and it's an excellent podcast, and you and I first met because a mutual friend of ours was a podcast guest. I don't know, just to re refresh your memory, Todd Wolkowski, who's a good friend of mine, also a good friend of yours, was on your podcast, and, and he kind of shared that with his network, and as things happen, right, I listened to – that episode. Then I listened to several other episodes. I'm like, man, this is really good. And about a year and a half or two ago, you and I kind of had a, 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 in our first iteration of a Pays podcast, so to speak, you, you were kind enough to be a guest on there. So it's fun to have kind of round two. So, so thanks for coming back around. Well, round two is much more professional than round <laughs> yeah, one true. As, and even more professional than my own podcast. I mean, I'm just doing Zoom. I mean, we, we got fancy bikes and fancy mix boards. It's pretty cool. Headphones on, yeah, man. Way to go. Look, grand, grandma spared no uh, expense with us here. So, so, so you talked about hiring a coach yourself. That was kind of your first experience with a coach. What, what was the impetus to doing that kind of back when you were a corporate guy? Yeah, when I was corporate guys, VP of a division, and at the end of the day, I was if if I presented the executive team and it went well, I thought I was the man. If I presented and it didn't go well, I thought I was going to get canned, and it just became my identity was getting wrapped up in work. Mm. And so I'd have my laptop on my lap at night instead of hanging out with the family. I would skip gym workouts because I, I had to work or had to get this email out. And it just, it, it became unhealthy. And, mm. and I also liked the job too. It wasn't like I was in misery. I right. liked my job, but right. I, I was just like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. And so it was, and then I started you know, listening to podcasts and reading books and realizing people had coaches and I knew what I was doing by myself wasn't working. Mm. So kind of that idea, what got me here won't get me there. Right. And so I, I called my boss who I loved and I just said, Hey Tom, you know, I love when we talk, but we don't get to talk a ton. We're always traveling different parts of the country. And he said, Hey, get a coach. I've always had a coach. So I, I, I did, I got one yeah. and it, it was, it was awesome. Wow. Wow. And, and so that really was the impetus, the ignition point, And then take us through the, becoming a coach, right? How did you evolve from being coached and doing that to now doing what you're doing, which you do very well. And I know people outside of the Cincinnati area, well, well, you're national really. So talk about that. How did you get into the business of becoming a coach for others? Yeah. And as far as the national piece, 40% of my clients are in Cincinnati. The other 60% are, are outside, are outside yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and they're, uh, they're, they're zoom. Yeah. Actually, uh, tomorrow I, I go to Northern Ohio to for a speaking engagement, and I'll meet a client for the first time, and we I've coached him for a year. Wow. And a year ago, I went to D.C. to meet a client. I've coached him for three years. I met him for the first time. It was wow. awesome. It was yeah, so yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and so 
I wanted to coach when I was in corporate. So I took that, I went from the VP role where I was, had the coach. I transferred over to another company where I was president of sales. I mentioned that earlier. But when I was there, that's when I really want to start coaching. Mm. But I didn't have the guts because I had a good salary, had the title. I'm sure I still had some identity baggage with my job. But I didn't have the guts to leave corporate, start a coaching practice from zero. I mean, mm. a lot of listeners are probably thinking, hey, I want to do something different. Absolutely. But I don't have the guts to do it. Yes. I- I'm right with you. I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either. And and I was trying some stuff on the side. Hey, can I do some kind of coaching and, and get it going? All that did is just make me want to do it more. Yeah. But I still couldn't figure out how to connect the dots to make it a reality as far as a full-time job. And uh, <laughs> that decision got made for me. Yeah. Which was a which is a blessing, and even in the moment, I mean, so I got terminated when I was president of sales. We went through a company sale; it did not work out. And then the private equity group who owned us was like, "Hey, we're going to do something different." Wow! And so they started getting rid of the lower performing territories. And when you get rid of you know some people, it's like, "Hey, we don't need a president of sales," and right. we can cut off that salary. So they gave me a four month severance package, and I used that as my opportunity to say, if this is going to work, I'm doing it now. So my wife and I agreed, hey, at the end of this four months, we're going to reevaluate and either go back to corporate or, or keep this coaching. And really, just thanks to God's provision, I was able to get it up to 50% of what my salary was just doing coaching. Okay. The other 50%, I helped a local manufacturer with sales and yeah. marketing. Okay. I'm and a fractional sales leader. Yeah, 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 and it's, it. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and then so I did that fifty fifty for a while, then just transitioned to seventy five twenty five wow. coaching, then ninety ten, and then March twenty twenty, I took the leap to go all into coaching. Yeah, which if you can think of the the calendar of that, March twenty twenty is <laughs> not the best the time that, exactly. to jump into anything full time, which is a whole other story, which is the introduction and really the story behind my second book, Rise and Go. Yes. Yeah, which just launched, right? So we'll get into that. I know uh, here in a little bit, but you just launched that as of like weeks ago, right? I mean, this is kind of hot off the press, I think. Is that right? Literally, yeah. Yeah, Hot off the press. It's on Amazon and Audible now, and it just was published a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, well, so that's a great transition into you, your life as an author as well. We were talking about off air that I think lots of us dream about having a book or books or whatever. And, and a lot of people think about it and everybody likes to talk about it, but not that many people do it right. And you did it not once, but you did it twice, which has got to put you in some rarefied air, I think. And in your, your first book that I've had a chance to read when at home first is phenomenal. So tell a little bit about the story associated with that and how did you get into kind of having that inner author come out and actually actually doing a book? Yeah, well, thanks for the, the compliments that went on <laughs> for first. Sure. You know, I mean, and I think part of the reason it it is good or thank you was I had coaches help me with it. I mean, I had a writing coach. I had a consultant help me. Mm. And I think it's just for anyone wanting to do something, it's – Man, don't don't just slug on your own. I mean, get get a coach, get a mentor, get someone that's helped you with whatever it is. I yeah. mean, even launch my own podcast. I hired a podcast coach for a while. Right. I mean, I know everything's available on Google, yeah, and or YouTube. But I just, I mean, time is such value, yeah. and I don't want to. Quite honestly, I don't want to learn stuff on my own. I'd much rather have someone help yeah. show and guide me and direct me. You know, as far as writing my first book, went home first. I wrote the book because I lost it home first. That's the exact reason I wanted to write it was because I did not want any other business leader to lose at work or at home Mm. like I had. And so I I decided, hey, I'm going to put this book, put some of the things that I've learned, share my story, weave in some client stories along the way, plus the tools, frameworks that were helpful to me. Right. 
And that, that's what became the book. And, you know, I didn't actually want to write the book. I, I didn't think I was equipped to write a book. Yeah. And when it, during some quiet time, I'm, I'm big into quiet time and journaling and scripture as yeah. you are. And in that it was, I just felt this call to write a book. And I, I was like, no way I'm not writing a book. I mean, mm. I'm a civil engineer by degree. I'm a sales, <laughs> I'm a sales guy by career. I'm not writing a book. Yeah. And, and I think all of us at different times, it's, you know, I love that phrase where, you know, God does not uh, call the equipped. He yeah. equips the call. Yeah. And I think for my situation, I, I, I remember even getting C's in high school in English. I mean, I don't like to write. Yeah. But, um, and so I didn't think that it almost felt like, Hey, I think God, you're talking to the wrong guy here. Right. But then the following week I had about every client say, Hey, you need to write, you need to put your story in a book. Yeah. So I, I decided to start with a blog, I started with some blogs, writing a blog here and there. And then it eventually became a book. So I got the book out there and it's, it's been a blast to help people and share people, uh, some of the tools. Well, I think that one of the things that if I thought about your book, when I think about your book and I talk about your book with other people, I just think your, your vulnerability and your authenticity in the book are really, really unique. And frankly, some of the most and the best that I have read or seen, right? I mean, you talk very openly about a lot of different things that people don't necessarily, right? I think in the world, we're so conditioned to, we got to fake it till we make it. And we got to have, you know, act like everything is perfect. And you're, you're very open and very authentic with that. And and I just, I just wanted to share that with you because that's been very meaningful for me is I think about my own leadership and, and we kind of work together for a little bit of time. It's just that, modeling that authenticity and that genuineness, I think is, is really incredible. You do a great job with that. Uh, th- I mean, thanks, Steve. I, <laughs> you know, it, the introduction is, is a very vulnerable story in my life for sure. But I, I didn't even want to share that at first from the standpoint of, I had another introduction. I, I had this, I had a client story that I thought was pretty darn cool and it is cool. It's in the book. It's just later in the book, mm. but I had that client story. And then when I started to share w- with my writing coach, I wrote another introduction. And then I said, Hey, you know, we, we all make mistakes in life. Right. You know, I had, you know, I had a fair, I almost filed for bankruptcy, like comma, comma. And my <laughs> writing coach was like, no, if you want anyone to read your book, you're going to have to bring that story forward, yeah. share the story. And then from there you can build on it. And so that became the deal. I, I, I pulled my story where, um, you know, I, I came clean of a, an affair I had yeah. early in my marriage and and back to that's why I wrote the book is because I don't want anyone to be defined by their their failures, mm. their past. Mm. And for a long time, I was. I mean, it was it was the thing that held me back. And I think the devil loves an untold secret more yeah. than anything. Uh, and so for me, so, so for me, it was once I shared it, and it, it just became this way to to help you know, other people, right. other leaders with anything. And it doesn't have to be a marriage mistake you made it could just been a leadership mistake or you know whatever that case may be so that's part of why i like to write is just to share my my wounds my brokenness in order to help someone realize hey you're not defined by your past yeah and you know we can move forward oh we talk about wanting to share great people of service with the audience and that's the purpose of this podcast that's exactly why i wanted to have you on because you're now sharing this and modeling this for others and myself included. And, and I'm really grateful for that. How about somebody that's modeled that for you? You've talked about other mentors or coaches that you've been involved with. Is there any one or two that you want to give a particular shout out to a meaningful person of service in your life? I've been blessed to have 
a handful of them. I really, really have. And so, I mean, it'd almost be like a rapid fire. A rapid fire because you give coaches. I think I'd have to say one of the first would be my dad. You know, my dad and the fact that my mom died when I was in high school. Mm. And so to watch my dad, who had a demanding job, I mean, he was a a sales manager at different times, a regional sales manager, then he went on to be a national sales manager. So he had that. He had a, you know, a sick wife for seven years until she, until my mom passed away. He had three kids to deal with. And I'm just like, when I look back, I'm like, how did he do it? I mean, there's days (laughs) I struggle and my wife is healthy. And and it just, it's unbelievable what he was able to do to, and I even wrote about it and went home first, but I think he was at like every kid game I had. Mm. It was unbelievable. And I, and it's because he made choices of, I'm I'm coming home a flight early because my son's got a big soccer game. Wow. Or maybe I'm not going on that trip. I have no idea what he did because they didn't have Zoom back then. <laughs> but he was making choices to sacrifice maybe his career. Maybe he could have been so much higher on the corporate ladder had he not been such a family guy. Yeah. But he sacrificed a lot of some of that career growth to be and model what a great you know father, husband look like. Wow. And so I, I got to see that, and I think – I probably had an unfair advantage coming into some of my parenting because I got to see how it was modeled so well. Yeah, no, that's a great one. And, and and like you said, I know there's a long list of others there, but certainly, you know, to have that be modeled, like you said, for you and to see that and learn that and want to be able to give that back. So, so that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. So, so um, let me take us into you in 2022, if we can, because you've got, sorry. Turned away your your new book here, uh, Rise and Go. Uh, would love to hear a little bit about that and anything else that's on your heart. You got you got some new life stages for your kids, as you said. First daughter, first child going off to college. That's a big deal, right? My wife and I've been through that uh, five times now, having that first kind of you know moment here. But you see, so you got a lot going on in your personal life as well as in the the business life. So share whatever's on your heart there. I think it's so cool. You had five kids go to college, man. Way to go! I mean, that's all. I mean, that's just awesome. Just that whole that whole process. Yeah. For me, the book rise and go is it's, it's all leaders get knocked down. It's just what I see is the great leaders just get up quicker Mm. as opposed to staying in that Valley, staying in that rut or thinking they aren't, you know, the right person for the job, whatever that job may be. And in March, 2020, as I said earlier, I went all into coaching and a couple weeks later, March 13th, which happened to be a Friday. Right. but Friday the 13th, all travel was stopped. The, you know, the mask mandates, it all kicked in. Right. And for me, the way my business was structured at that moment was 35% was speaking. So right away, 35% gone. Yeah. And I, I was scared. I was frustrated. And even even mad at God, just kind of like, hey, I, I thought I saw these, you know, all the green lights, all the signs were go sure. all into coaching. Right. It's almost like, God, didn't we talk about this? Pray about this? <laughs> I mean, I thought, and so I was very, very frustrated. And, and so what ended up happening is as I'm just kind of doing some soul searching and my quiet time necessarily wasn't even that quiet because, I mean, I, I was getting pretty frustrated, emotional in that. And then over the coming months, it, it just – I got scripture that God pointed me to. I had mentors say something to me. I had guests on my podcast that had crazy cool stories of perseverance and resilience. Mm. And all this, I started just kind of putting together and it was helping me and kind of that visualize of, you know, we all like those graphs that go up and to the right. 
when you look at them, they're never, you know, a straight line. It's right. peaks and valleys going right. up as a ride. And a lot of times when we get in one of those valleys, you know, it's that head trash that says, hey, you're always going to be there. It's, it's that devil that whispers in your ear, hey, yeah. this is just who you are. And as I, I got this visual of just like, it's no, I need like ladder rungs to climb out of that valley. Mm. And so Rise and Go ends up being 20 chapters of different ideas and things that were helping me get out. In 2020, I then right. shared this content with clients in 2021. And when it was help, super helpful to them, I'm like, there's a yeah, book here. I mean, there's right. a tool here to help others. And yeah. so that's my heart behind it is. So I put those 20 chapters together in the book Rise and Go. And it is, it's, it's to help leaders to get back up. So mm. my heart is that this will be a resource. When someone gets knocked down, they can go to this and realize, hey, you know, it, it's about what do I have hope for? Where's my gratitude at? And, and just some other components of what we need to get back up. Yeah. So that, that's the book. That, that's Rise and Go. And, and uh, I'm, I'm looking so forward to having people read it and, yeah. and, and use it. Uh, well, thank you for sharing it. And as a leader that has had uh, shares of peaks and valleys, right, I appreciate it and look forward to that. And and I, I will confess to you, I'm not a great reader. I'm a great audiobook guy. You did your first one on an audiobook. Do you expect to do this one on an audiobook as well? It's a tough like and you read your audiobook, I think. It was I loved right? it. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was fun. I got to do it. It was great. I loved doing it. It was um I want to do it for this one. It's just it's not it's on the counter just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it is. It's a lot of time to do it. Yeah, and I just I with a lot going on this summer. Oldest going to college. Yes. It, it's some different priorities of the business. Yeah. and and I haven't done the audible yet. You may have to actually read this, or I can just <laughs> read it to you if you could. That would be very soothing. We're just going to stay just do it right here. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just stay here. Just read me chapter three, chapter four. Yeah. No, because you did a great job with that. I I often you know when I hear the authors read their own book. I think that's just an awesome thing to do that. I know it takes a tremendous amount of time, but to, I don't know, just the, like you, I thought read your first one really, really well, because then it becomes, it just felt like your heart, right? I, I just felt like I was talking to you when I was reading that book, which I thought was really kind of a cool thing too. So, but I know you got a lot on your plate, so I, I'm not no. trying, I'm not doing that to pressure you as much as I just wondered here. So no. I, I really want to do it. I, I've gone and asked a couple people for you know hey what's it going to cost to do it and kind of waiting for that and if that's how i want to spend money you know on the book and but i i enjoyed reading it it was fun yeah that's great good well would you mind rolling the dice that are sitting in front of you here so you can just kind of drop them there you go nice Go went went for a big number in, in eleven, right? Is that yeah, 11, eleven is what I see? So yeah. so we just had an eleven last week, so that's good because that's a rare number, right? We don't get a lot of elevens here, but so um, it, and this kind of really speaks to you because you've already kind of teed this up a little bit. But number eleven is tell us about a swing and a miss in life. You'd have a lot of swing and hits because <laughs> you, I mean, again, successful transition into successful coach, and you are a very successful coach speaker i've heard you speak and 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 podcast and now author of two books right i mean so there's been a lot of hits but there's been some misses along the way too what what's on your heart to share from that standpoint oh thanks for saying a lot of swings and hits um that's nice i man i don't know what miss to share today i don't know what i'm feeling called to share (laughs) in all seriousness um yeah i and i think I think a little bit in that, you know, swing and miss kind of goes a little bit with some of the hits is 
you know, I would say any hit that I've had, there's been misses along the way. Mm. There's been, and I think it's, a, you know, I, I even think with my podcast, you know, I, I love doing the podcast. It's incredible conversations. I remember last November, I was kind of in this quiet time, and I just felt what I was reading about was like where you take your identity. And I talk about identity all the time to other people. Yeah. But in this particular quiet time, it was that I was taking my identity to my podcast. And basically what I was doing was I would go to Lipson, which is for those that don't listen, Lipson is basically a lot of your metrics for podcasts, how many downloads you have. And, and I was looking at that. I was yeah. watching that a lot. Like yeah. maybe some listeners look at their stocks. Right, right. Some listeners are looking at their right. net worth, whatever it could be. And so for me, I was going to Lipson a lot to see, hey, how many downloads did I get? Sure. And on this episode, right. total. And in even emails I was getting about the podcast and how helpful it was to them or, or whatever it was. And I just was basically getting my identity wrapped up into it. And so in that quiet time, I kind of felt called to hit pause on the podcast. Wow. So I hit and I ha- I was not given any definitive number like, oh, you need to do a week delay or right. whatever. And so right. I just, I just hit pause. Wow. I just stopped it. It ended up, be- it ended up being for six weeks. Wow. Where, when I felt that I could go back to the podcast and do it for the joy of it, yeah, right. do it for the conversations, not do it for my identity. And, and so I went back and I am back on the podcast. I've been doing it, but I've not looked at Lipson since yeah. I have no idea how many downloads and I believe in KPIs. Yeah. I'm a big KPI right, guy right, sure. I mean, about everything sure. I do. I'm measuring, I'm yeah. doing it, but I'm doing it from a place of, of business and growth. And there'll come a point where I'll go back to look at my downloads right. on podcasts. But it just, that was one of those ideas or, or things that was a miss for me because even though um, the podcast is important to business, and even though I speak on identity, I miss, I got those two wires yeah. intertwined yeah. and it became one for me. So wow. maybe just for any listener, if, if there's something that you're finding you're getting more identity, more value, more worth than you probably should. And check that somehow. Yeah. Because anytime we take our identity to something that's temporary, that can have awful consequences. Sure. All of, it, all of it will go away. Right. We will get fired from a job. Already done that. Right, right. <laughs> we will screw up. Already done that. You know, I mean, th- things are going to go away. So right. I, I, I'm so grateful the time I got fired that I did not have my identity in being president of sales anymore. Yeah. I had already kind of unwound that a little bit. And so I, I could handle being fired. Yeah. I remember the day I was fired. I called my wife. First call I made was to her. And she said, uh, I just said, Hey hun, um, you know, yeah. we, we've been talking and praying about getting clarity on my job. Well, we just got clarity. Yeah. I got fired. Right. And she was kind of, she was actually in the parking lot <laughs> getting ready to take her, her and her two daughters to go get their nails done for uh, back to school. Right. And she goes, um, I, should we cancel? I said, no. I said, no, I, I have peace. Yeah. I really have peace about this situation. And had I not had my identity, you know, I guess detached from my job, yeah. I, I would have been a head case. Yeah. So, and, and I think part of just knowing you, your identity is also, you're a very faith filled leader, right? And so the ability to kind of have that faith and 
turn that over to God to some extent, right? We're both Enneagram threes, so we like to have our sense of control and success and things as well, right? But to be able to turn that over gives you some sense of peace, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, to have a wife that's supportive in, in that. And and so, you know, what what would you, you know, we talk about swings and misses or, or you know, in the book, when you talk about, you know, 20 things to kind of, you know, you said the statement earlier, which I thought was great. So just good leaders just get back up more quickly, right? I mean, everybody's going to fail somewhere along the way, right? I mean, show any leader that hasn't had some failure along the way, but they get back up more quickly. Any advice from the book or from a swing and miss or just from your life that you can kind of, I don't mean to put you on the spot for free coaching, but but I would love that if you had any advice to share one of the tips or yeah, I mean, as far as far as get you know, get back up. I mean, uh, I think, and there's a lot of tips I'd love to share to, to help people think about. But you know, one that's you know definitely coming to mind right now is when we do get knocked down. I mean, it's just it's blurry. I mean, we, we can't think of anything. Yeah. I mean, it's all just it's it's all just foggy. Why am I doing this? And you know, I think one thing that helped me in this process is is really. I actually purposely put it as even the first chapter. It's, you know, it's, what do you want? Like, what are you doing all this for? Like, what is it that you want? And, Mm. you know, I, in the book of John, which is a book in the New Testament, the very first words that John captures Jesus saying is a question. When he sees two disciples, Jesus says, what are you seeking? Mm. Wow. And anytime, you know, we've heard when Jesus goes to heal somebody, he actually asked, you know, what do they want? Yeah. Like, what do they want healed? Right. Because the blind man may not want his sight blind. He may want his marriage restored. Right. You know, he may want his sins forgiven. Mm. And once someone identifies what they want, then we can help direct them that way. Mm. You know, whenever I have a coaching engagement, one of the first questions I've asked is, hey, what would success look like in a year? of us coach together. Now I know what success would look like. Maybe they yeah. want a better work-life balance. Maybe they, you know, they want to, you know, have a strong infrastructure, their division set up, you know, right. I, whatever it could be. But once we know, then we can start help aligning people to get towards that. Yeah. So I think once we get knocked down, it's a little reset of, Hey, what, what do you even want? Yeah. Like, what is this you're going after? And, 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 and cast vision. Is, yeah. And there's, and my guess is there's a little bit of peeling back to that because what somebody thinks they want, uh, uh, the initial answer to that might be, super superficial but you might have to dig a little deeper to kind of like why is that why is that important to you why is that impo- i mean is that fair or not fair like I- it's totally fair <laughs> i mean it's totally fair and and i think also when i when i talk to individuals about it, i mean it, it could be big it could be small yeah you know it could be work related personal related i mean i think it's something yeah it's got to be totally flushed out but it's a lot of times we're pursuing other people's desires for us yeah that we lose sight of even what we want right you know my boss wants me to do this. Therefore I'm going to go do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone else thinks this is a good idea yeah. for me. So My I'm going spouse, to go chase right? it. Yeah. yeah. Spouse. Yeah. Right. Right. It's parents. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, um, sometimes people are making decisions based on what they want. Their parents told them they should do. Yeah. So yeah. I think it just gets back to, Hey, you know, what is it that you want? Yeah. And I know for me, even before I went into coaching, when I when I put together my personal vision statement, which is to connect people to greater performance and even more significant purpose, mm. that became what I wanted to do. So it didn't it wasn't necessarily just selling, you know, geofoam that went into the soil, right, and expand <laughs> water and you know, um, you know, expand the soil, all that good stuff. But it was when I knew that if I worked with 
my sales guy in Nashville yeah. or my sales person in, t- in uh, New York, if I could help them have greater performance at work and yeah. at home, yeah. as well as a greater purpose, if that's to God to them, or if they're not you know, believers, it's just to a greater purpose. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. And that's what shifted for me. So it just, it's a little bit of, Hey, what do you want? Wow. Wow. And, and, and I think as you said before, going back to the, the likes or looking at the data for your podcast or, or many of us can be guilty of looking at that on Facebook, you know, how many likes does this get or how many reshares does this get or whatever the like those become metrics. They kind of give us this temporary, like, I don't know, the endorphins or the temporary kind of like that, that jubilation, that feeling, but, but that's ultimately that, not what you want. You want to be loved or feel insecured or whatever the case is, but those, those things kind of come out in a different way. Right. And we, we can all be guilty of, why didn't somebody like my LinkedIn post more or I don't, whatever it is. Right. And <laughs> oh, don't get me going on social media. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I, I live off social media, right, I mean, especially right. LinkedIn for me. Yeah. I mean, that's where I get a lot of my business and I, I do get business from it. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's a daily mental battle at times yeah. if I'm not in a good spot. And so, because it's comparisons, like, why does that post that, seems okay have, yeah. you know 2000 likes right yeah, you yeah. pick the number and then i posted something and it has two likes yeah it, right and it is just like oh my <laughs> goodness you know a phrase that came to me in 2020 that is you know it's in the book rise and go but i continually remind myself is i control the input god controls the impact yeah so oh, i'm wow. going to, i have to show up every day i've got to do the work i will, you know call it 8 to 5 i've got to work hard every day from 8 to 5 i've yeah. got i've got to make the social media post I, you know, I've got, I've got to write the, you know, weekly blog. I, I've got to do these things for my business. Right. That's the input. Right. How God uses it for a greater impact. Yeah. That's out of my control. Right. And I used to try to control that. Mm. I, and, and that causes sleepless nights. <laughs> you know, that causes the laptop on the lap. Yeah. I mean, that caught when, if I think I can control the impact, I mean, that, that's, that's a, that's a hard, that's a hard game to keep up with. Yeah. And so for me, I do go to social media. I do my thing. I try to hop off pretty quick. <laughs> or I get sucked in. That's right, exactly. That's, uh, that's so good. Well, so if people want to get hold of you to learn more, whether it's for coaching or just to learn more about your podcast or you or Converse or whatever the case is, what's the best way for people to connect? My website, Corey M. Carlson, is the best place. It's got everything on there from podcasts to, yeah. to books to a weekly blog I send out. Yeah. It's got all the information there, but yeah, my website. And okay. then if you are a social media person, LinkedIn's the best place. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the grandma's comfy couch on our show and, and being just a great person of service. I, I really have learned a lot from you and I appreciate you modeling what you've modeled over the years that we've known each other and just the opportunity to kind of see the authenticity and just the vulnerability that you share things with. So I'm really grateful for that. Oh, cool. Well, thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks.